1: Reading and studying, running like Naruto, doesn't fake went up. Peg. As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to say before this show is done. So stick with, stick us, with us, us, cause what you do in pod is gonna have some fun. So stick with us, us cause what you're doing, pod is gonna have some fun. Mom, Felipe, Will, and Navi, you're making a podcast.
0: Welcome back. Friends, to another episode of What Should Do It, your favorite Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. And first things first, let me introduce myself. It's someone who loves hide and seek, but I think I like sardines a little bit more than hide and seek. Felipe, I am Agent F, and as always, I am not alone. I am joined by someone who loves the movie Titanic. If I had to guess, he has probably written a parody song of my heart will go on. And that is William Davis. William, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I, you know, I'm drawn to this podcast, like moths to a flame. I'm happy to be here.
0: As opposed to like other kinds of bugs. And then you circle back to having that same metaphor Mm -hmm. because you used it recently.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you, you
0: reuse the classics. You got to reuse the classics sometimes. And last but not least, we are joined by someone who, I can't think of an intro, but it's Navi, everyone.
2: Hi, how's it going? Was I the only one who was thinking about the Lonely Islands? uh, I'm on a boat for the (laughs) second episode that we were talking about today.
0: They were on a boat. It was uh, much less. uh, I don't think that song is R-rated like some other of their songs, but like this one, that one's definitely pg Well, I mean,
2: they're saying I'm on a boat, mother effer.
0: Don't you ever forget yeah what's your favorite lonely island song before we get into the episode
2: just I in think... my pants
0: <laughs> mm, that okay. one's good um, i think i love the the i just had sex with akon that one just so catchy i just like sing it randomly
1: my my favorite is mona lisa From
0: uh, pop star, never stop, never stop. Oh, I also like uh, the Bin Laden song. What's what's that one? Bin Laden. Yeah, this episode's already explicit tagged. Like, we're not even three minutes in, and it's gonna get the explicit tag. But we're we're what you're doing? We're talking about Finney and Ferb um and today we're talking about hide and seek and that sinking feeling so hold on
1: uh, before we get into the episode i've got some old business to brag about it's not really old business it's new business to brag about
0: okay go uh
1: forward. so i am in an online trivia league that uh some some rhtp patrons uh specifically kevin doherty graciously invited me to
0: kevin doherty's the best let me just say that
1: um kind of and guys during during the uh like off season, so so there's a trivia league. It runs daily stuff like this, but the seasons are only like a month long. But during the off season, they do all these uh, one day specials where they ask twelve questions about some like very specific topics. Um. So so the the recent one day specials have been like. Uh, uh, Here's one where all of them are one-letter answers. Here's one all about uh, pictures at an exhibition. Here's one about uh, immaturity. Here's one about great American streets. And on Wednesday, there was a one-day special about none other than the TV show, Phineas and Ferb, uh, in which I got all 12 questions right and did the the little uh, moneying thing perfectly, almost perfectly, but better than anyone else. And I won the damn thing. So yes. I, have, I have uh earned my credibility as a Phineas and Ferb podcaster can by you... winning a oh Finneas so you and were Ferb. gonna share the questions, right? Yeah, I uh I can share some of them. Let me let me share. I there is one question I do not want to share because I don't it's something that will come up later in the the series, and I don't wanna spoil something that comes up later in the series.
0: Okie dokie.
1: Um Let's see, I'll share my screen here. Uh, Chrome tab, this one. Okay, so let's go. First question uh, it says uh, Bowling for, uh, we know Bowling for Soup sings the theme song. They also performed the theme song for what uh, similarly themed animated feature film? And it plays this song here. Oh, I know that's like That goes on for another 30 seconds. Jimmy Neutron. That is it's also like that's specifically the theme song for the movie. Jimmy um, Boy Genius. Be, yeah, yeah. Um uh, because uh, I remember I remember the one for the TV show sounding a little bit different. Yeah.
0: That's but, when but, I like heard it, I was like, that's not the theme song, but yeah. yeah.
1: There you go. Uh, second question I thought was an easy one. What did Phineas and Ferb build in the first episode of the series? Uh, they built another time. one in a later episode, this time as a musical. And the original construction was revisited in an episode in which Candace travels backward and forward in time. That's what we talked about last week, baby.
0: Yeah. I'm filling all the answers. Navi, if you want to answer the next one, feel free. The, Number three, I'm not his w- child who, like, when I know the answer I was raising, I was, like, very much a Hermione.
1: Number three, I would not have known this song if not for this podcast. Um, but uh, the question says, Phineas and Ferb composer Danny Jacob played guitar on three albums by this 80s pop queen, a two-time Grammy winner with eight top ten Billboard singles, including a number one hit. One hit. Those singles do not include her romantic duet with Dan Pavanmayer as Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Though her other Finneysonfer performance has a common bond with one of her real life hits, who is she? Sheena Easton. And yeah, and it, yeah, it, it, it includes heart. the the clip here, but it is it is Sheena Easton. Uh, see, I didn't I,
0: begin Navi. I will give you the next opportunity think, because I'm not uh,
1: as well. and that one. So you can see up here that one was missed by eighty six percent of the people. That was the hardest question on the test. Um, this next one. Uh, What Oscar-winning actress briefly emerged from an 11-year retirement to voice Phineas and Ferb's elderly next-door neighbor, who, unlike Candace's mother, actually saw all the boys' creations, Um, and then it was another four years before she returned to feature films in the movie Snatched, and she's since played Mrs. Claus in two movies opposite her real-life partner as Santa, and here is another clip.
2: (laughs) Oh, Candace, right on schedule. Uh, Hi.
0: Are you new here? Heavens, no, dear! I've been here all summer. I've so enjoyed watching your brothers build so many amazing things every day. Oh,
2: that's perfect! Oh, by the way, what?
0: Where's Perry? Now, do you know
1: this one? Because actually no, don't. I don't. That was Goldie Hahn. Oh, who uh, starred as Mrs. Claus in *The Christmas With Chronicles* Kurt uh,
0: alongside Kurt Russell? Was Wyatt involved as well? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not.
1: Uh, question five. Uh, what does ALCA stand for? The the secret agent organization ALCA. What does ALCA stand for?
2: Organization. Without a name. Without. Without a cool acronym. A cool
1: acronym. Uh, this next one. I thought it was going to be pretty easy, but actually turned out to be one of the the harder questions. Uh, this was the one thing. So they do something where you, you enter all your answers, and then you pick five questions to be your money questions. Um, and your money questions, you get points based on how many other people missed the question. Uh, so you want to put your money questions on the ones that are harder. Uh, and this is the only one that kept me from having a perfect possible score was that I thought this question was easier than it was, uh, and it is uh, hallelujah, they're back together. This romantic power ballad was the signature hit for what band? Love Handle. And I thought more people would know Love Handle than, than this, but uh, apparently Fake not. ass
0: fans.
1: Big fans. Um. Number seven, a recurring subplot in some episodes is Ferb's unspoken crush on Dupin Spritz's daughter, Vanessa. Uh, Thomas Sangster and Olivia Olson, who voiced Ferb and Vanessa, played out the same subplot in what live-action film?
0: Now, would you know this one? Sangster was it.
1: 13 and Olson was 11 when this movie was released, four years before Phineas and Ferb premiered in 2007.
0: Now, would you know, know actually? it? Actually, yeah, yeah,
1: they're the kids in Love Actually. Yeah. Um, this next one is a a picture clue. Uh, American Idol contestants have appeared as themselves on two different Phineas and Ferb episodes. One in a Christmas episode, and one singing a duet with Shaka Khan. Who are these two people? This is a lot easier. Left. It's a lot easier if you can see the picture. I'm sorry to the people at home. Uh, if I were to describe the picture, uh, it's Ferb. The one on the left is Ferb talking to a woman. In, in in a Christmas setting, and this woman looks a lot like someone who was once on American Idol,
0: also on The Voice, maybe.
1: Um, As a coach, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think they, I know who they, the one. On they the change left is. they change coaches so often. Go go ahead and give it to us. Uh, Kelly Clarkson. That is Kelly Clarkson on the left, and on the right here's here's a guy sort of standing taller than all of the kids and singing. Um, do you have any idea who this guy on
0: the right is? Um, I have a guess. I'm not confident in this one like I was on the Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Clay Aiken? It is Clay Aiken. Also, Clay Aiken's short. Why I mean, he... he's not he's not kids short.
1: Okay, fair. Well, but, but I guess, look at how much, like, you can see Kelly Clarkson compared to Ferb in this picture, but also, Clay Aiken is way taller than Ferb in this picture. Yeah. So is I see. I, I see what you're saying now. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe there's some kind of stage or something. Well, I guess we'll get to it when we see him sing a duet with Shaka Khan. Uh, I'm
0: trouble water. let's go.
1: Question nine: what recurring character is the subject of this slightly redacted song? This is another one that I thought was easier I thought was easier than than the people thought.
2: <sighs> he works the camera. He knows what all those watches do. Yeah. And
0: he'll pick up the he out check it, check it, edit. He's
2: working job.
0: do no, you want to say it? No. <laughs> no? He's Carl. He's Carl, the intern. Yo, I, I saw uh, question 10, which got me hyped because yeah. it's a nosy question. It is a
1: nosy question. In The Lake Nose Monster, Captain Weber, voiced by John Larroquette. The head lifeguard at Lake Nose is holding a souvenir kid with cramp snow globe when Phineas and Ferb's out-of-control fishing boat barreling toward him. He's immobilized by Iron Alert, a cramp. As the snow globe falls from his hand, he gasps the name of the oncoming boat. What is the name of that boat? One letter different from a word spoken in a similarly shot scene in a non-Phineas and Ferb work.
0: I know it. Navi, do you want to go first or do you not care?
1: (laughs) I don't care. Nosebud. Nosebud. But this is this is the one that I thought would be harder than Carl or uh, Love Handle, um, but it was not. So who knows? Uh, and then the last question that I will show you, because I'm keeping question twelve a secret. Uh, in the episode Tip of the Day, Phineas and Ferb organize a community-wide campaign culminating in a Live Aid-style concert to build awareness the end, the for what five-letter word
0: is that we never forget.
1: We're getting all the musical breaks in the middle of the, the end of
0: today.
2: a
1: shoelace is called the the right off the top. The,
0: uh, A-G-L-E-T, don't forget it.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh yeah.
0: so that oh, he left. <laughs> My guy, do you not know how to leave a stream yard? Do you not know how to stop sharing a screen? Okay, let's talk about William without him. Okay. I tried to hit stop share screen and I accidentally hit leave studio. <laughs> Classic William.
1: Didn't uh, understand the assignment. That was the that was the verb uh, trivia quiz minus one question i hope you all enjoyed it we can get back to talking
0: about the episode we were supposed to yes so we're talking about hide and seek and that sinking feeling so first things first let's talk about hide and seek which is an episode i remember but i remember jingo brown being in it not irving not irving
1: so...
0: there you go django has gone my name is Django brown
2: <laughs> All right, so the episode starts off, and it's raining outside, and the kids are figuring out what they should do today.
0: I thought we uh, were talking about it... the weather in fake Winnipeg for a second. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's that's better than snow.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is actually snowing pretty hard right now. So... I'm supposed to get
1: snow tomorrow, and I'm not excited for it.
0: You know who will be? Dominic and Anthony. That's true. Yeah, they were very hyped about the snow. But yeah, Navi, sorry we interrupted you.
2: No, it is all good. And Isabel proposes that the group share their feelings, but Buford is not about that life. Uh, Which I can relate to. Like, you can't just automatically be like, hey, let's talk about our feelings. It's one thing if it shows up organically in the conversation. But you can't just force it on people.
1: You cannot. Yeah. I, I love Buford's line here where he's like, what's there to do when it's raining outside? And Someone gives their suggestion, and Buford's like, "Let me rephrase. What's there to do when it's raining outside?" It says the same exact thing. it was it was very funny.
2: Yeah. And this is where we meet Irving. Is this the first time we meet Irving in the show?
1: He was in the musical clip tastic countdown. As like a fan in the audience, that's where we first saw him, and I, yeah, I think he, he even ha- I think briefly. he even has a uh, who won the episode point from
0: from I think I gave him the point in that yeah because William simps. sorry
1: I don't simp for Irving
0: Irving do you is relate a child? To Irving Do you do you relate to Irving like he has a short like blondish brown hair both and wear glasses red hair I I can say I. I don't relate all that much to Irving I feel like I'm... you are the person on this call who looks the most like Irving so I had to ask okay <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know how to respond to this
2: okay well my next note is Irving is a stalker because he has a scrapbook <laughs> of all like the adventures and inventions that Phineas and Ferb made and he was just I guess just in the background taking these pictures and we just never noticed him until this moment
1: Very. uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Eminem wrote a song about about Irving.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, he did. Anyway, uh, the kids figure out, hey, why don't we play Hide and Seek, but since they're too big to just hide anywhere, they're like, hey, why don't we shrink ourselves? So they are now shrunk and that's where we get the song, When You're Small. What do we think about When You're Small?
0: It was catchy. I will say, um, I was listening a lot more closely than I usually do to the music cues. And I feel like the music, like the sound, the score in this episode was very like epic. Um, mm-hmm. like we can talk about it when they're slingshotting the, the ropes around. And like, there was like a very, like, it felt cinematic, like the score. And then like, uh, when they were small, like, I, I really liked the, the score in this episode, which I usually don't pay attention to, but, um, yeah.
1: That yeah, was a fun song, mm-hmm. fun little garage rock song.
2: Yeah. Well, once we cut out of the song, Candice uh, finds the shrinker and she's like, the boys are up to something and she's ready to go bust them. And she brings the shrinker along with her. And since it's raining, she goes to grab an umbrella and Baljeet is hiding in the umbrella. And she just like flings him and he just lands mm-hmm. on the lampshade there with like a bunch of dead flies and all that. It, I yeah. felt bad for him there.
1: Yeah, it, it uh, believe it or not, gets worse for Baljeet
2: uh he had
1: to do what he had to do (laughs) going all uh um
2: and when candace gets to isabella's place uh she accidentally shrinks herself by touching the red ball thing that's on the top there and candace does as she does and she freaks out from all the bugs and stuff uh meanwhile the kids are being chased by a mechanical bug that appeared out of nowhere and definitely doesn't have anything to do with the b plot um but they are able to figure out a way to take it down but irving is pretty much useless in this fight which honestly i relate to because i would also be very useless in this Mm -hmm. fight
0: yeah would you also be looking to the scrapbook and being like uh i don't know what to do it wasn't in my my uh stalker book
2: yeah, he well, he was asking Phineas like, "Hey, do you have like a plan or a strategy for this?" And Phineas was like, "We don't have a plan. We just improvise." And he and Irving just has like a meltdown from that. That was really funny too. I thought. Um, all right. So meanwhile, back at the Garcia Shapiro house, I guess uh, Candace is being chased by Pinky, uh, the shrunken version of Candace, um, and the kids use the mechanical bug to find Baljeet who bursts out of a dead fly and has, he has like, to do what he fly had to do. All over him.
1: Yeah, he he really went all like a oh. uh, Luke Skywalker episode 5 stuff.
0: Well, to to be fair to um Baljeet, he was uh the AC like they like left he him was up freezing. there and then the AC got turned on and he like turned blue from how cold he was and they were just like wait up there we'll get you eventually and he's like how am i supposed to wait? So he like Jumped into the fly for warmth. Yeah.
2: Would you fly to a dead fly for warmth? Uh,
0: no, because I would rather be cold and enter a dead fly. But, um, I don't know. I feel like other people who aren't as, like, germophobic as me would.
1: I would not. If, you know, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. But I... <laughs>
0: I think I would be more likely to jump off the lamp and like just like test test my limits. yeah, <laughs> than get into yeah. life. I'm gonna die anyways. At least go out doing what you love. <laughs> falling with style. yeah
2: <laughs> Yes, and then uh, they use the mechanical bug to go find Candace, uh, and they save her from Pinky. Uh, the kids are back to regular size once they get into the Garcia Shapiro kitchen. I was offended for of... Mrs.
0: Garcia Shapiro with all those kids with their dirty shoes standing on my <laughs> kitchen table. Yeah,
1: yeah And one, one cool. of
0: those kids was just inside of a fly. He's I not clean. Know. Yeah. Like, sauce was for my MVP point, but it goes to Mrs. Garcia Shapiro. Mm.
1: Gotta <sighs> add her to the
0: list. Yep. <laughs>
2: Yes, and Candace goes to bust them, but as usual, that does not work out because the shrinker just magically disappears. And that's pretty much it for the A plot here. So what do we think about this plot overall?
0: It was fun. I remembered it differently, but like that that's kind of the fun of this podcast. Like I remembered like some things and then I was like, Yeah, I thought Django Brown was in this episode and I thought they actually played hide and seek. But no, they mm-hmm. were just like I, I remembered the episode like as it kept going, I was like, Oh yeah, this happens, this happens, but um it's fun to like revisit an episode that you thought was completely different but then it also kind of like takes away the like memories that you thought you had yeah so um but yeah i enjoyed it i think baljeet deserved uh more sympathy from his friends but at the same time i would not choose to sit next to him i would choose the the front seat and he could sit in the back the
1: the line where so jack mcbrayer wreck it Ralph, but well, not wreck it ralph fix it felix fix a yeah. felix uh, also, Kenneth voices Irving, um, whenever he is like asking to be the one to say, "Oh where's Perry?" and he that was funny to me.
0: Phoenix was so peeved.
1: like, do you think we have a biggest fan? um, I mean. W- we ha- Giovanni consistently sends us feedback, but okay. I don't think Giovanni Irving. Yeah, we're not gonna call him no. the Irving. But... We're not gonna call anyone the Irving because it's disrespectful to <laughs> but I think I,
0: I think I would like to us to have like a number one fan. But they're not gonna be Irving levels. But if they wanted to make a scrapbook and send one to each of us, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Okay, you wanna
2: get into the Doof and Perry plot here?
0: Let's do it.
2: Alright, so the B plot starts off uh, with Major Monogram telling Perry that Doof's been sending voicemails to Major Monogram to get Perry to stop Doofenshmirtz's evil plans, which is I don't know, would you say this is out of character? Because there have been times where he's like waiting patiently for Perry to show up and then like he always like nags him for not showing up on time so um... I feel like this is
0: in character. Doofenshmirtz is such a buffoon that he would definitely Mm -hmm. do this he would like instigate stuff well, it's a,
1: it's all a ruse, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think uh, no, I think I think this is this is uh, uh, pretty in character. Maybe maybe he's not so good at the ruse. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I guess it worked. Uh, so maybe he is good at it. Like <laughs> Perry Perry didn't stop shit in this episode. It was the the tiny tiny kids
2: this is true um so perry stops by doof's place and he walks in on doof not sorting his recycling properly which is the biggest crime that he could do ever most evil thing he's done on the show so far
1: it's up I mean, there
0: st- yeah Stocking your platypus, especially when he lives with children
2: yeah, well, know. while Doof is, like, trying to placate Perry, like, oh, you got me, uh, he puts the tracker on Perry as he leaves. Um, and the reason why he puts the tracker on Perry is so that the he has a mechanical bug that he wants to check to see the house address of so that he can ring the doorbell and run away when Perry answers the door.
1: Mm-hmm. At yeah, least it, that's what
2: I got from this. Yeah,
1: like, he, he wants to ding-dong ditch. That's funny. I feel like he probably knows at this point where Perry, or at least he should. Like, I, I, I think he's met the kids enough to know whose pet Perry is. Or maybe maybe he's just met them, like, separately from Perry, so he doesn't really know that yeah. he's... He just knows that Perry the platypus is a platypus, and that these kids also have a pet platypus. I
2: mean, he doesn't even recognize Perry unless he has the hat on.
1: So. Right, right. I'm giving him too much credit. Yeah, you really are.
2: Anyway, as Doof is spying on the Flynn Fletcher household, he loses the picture. And it gets funny because he thinks that, like, when it goes to the kids, he's like, oh, it's gone the shrunken kids channel. And then he, like, puts it back onto the Perry channel. Uh, but then Perry finds the camera and destroys it. Uh, Doof prepares to vaporize Perry with the self-destruct button, which is like probably the only time where it made sense to have the self-destruct button. Mm. Um, and destroys the shrinker, which is uh, how Candace is not able to bust the kids. And then Doof finally feels like he kind of accomplished something, but he also feels empty inside. And that's like a really weird way to end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do we think about the Doof and Perry plot?
0: I had fun watching it. Like Doof and, and Perry, like, especially Dupin's monologuing is always fun. So like when he like is talking while he's like adjusting the thing and like he's trying to wake Perry up and Perry, like he sees Perry and he's like, Oh no. Like, mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh no. I'm doing that. TikTok. Kind of
1: dipping into your Elmo a little bit.
0: Elmo. My guy is <laughs> blowing up still. And I'm still mad that I wasn't the one to get him to blow up. Ugh. Elmo. Lost
1: opportunities. Up. I know. What can you do? Uh,
0: this was fun. This was this was a, a solid episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Give some, any final getting thoughts some from you? Irving
1: moments.
2: Yeah, I agree. I really liked Irving in this episode. I love how useless he was. It was very yeah. relatable.
0: Um, I feel like Irving is another one of those kids like Susie that uh, Naomi would want to hit with her scooter when she's an old woman. <laughs> um, which is a reference to one of the clips that we pulled in the clip show. So definitely recommend. Uh, With that said, any final thoughts on this episode Or should we go to a musical break?
2: Musical break!
0: Let's do it!
2: Somebody take a picture of me next to this dust bunny
0: Phineas, this is amazing
2: Everybody should shrink Get teeny Get tiny Be small When you're small, every sink is a swimming pool When you're small, a spare button's a plate Safe. When you're small, everyone's gonna think you're cool Cause you're the only one who fits through a grate When you're small, the kitchen sponge is a trampoline When you're small, your dad's comb is a jail When you're small, every TV's a movie screen And your goldfish is a great orange whale You can climb inside a paper airplane small baby
0: when you're small and we are back everyone uh, Hey-o. yes it's been a minute since we've co- talked to you it was a very long song um, so uh, that sinking feeling is the next episode that we have and Will I'm doing this one and you're doing feedback right yep let's go baby um so did y'all remember this episode first things first like big picture um i remember
2: this episode
0: bits and pieces like i
1: remember buford as cupid yes uh and that's about it
0: i remember doofenshmirtz in the lighthouse because i remember the lighthouse like at the end i remember that like end tag that they had that was something Mm -hmm. that i vividly remembered but and then i remember they had a boat episode i just didn't remember the specifics i did not remember Mishti. Uh-huh. yeah i didn't either i, I remember I... Misty. but then when like, like the episode started i was like oh yeah i do remember this like bits and pieces of this um i didn't check did Misty have a, a famous
1: voice actor i think can...
0: i'll i'll yeah. look it up okay so let's start the episode and i'm gonna do the same thing that navi did we're gonna f- focus on the phoenix and ferb and then we'll do the difference later so phoenix and ferb they were building a giant ship uh in the backyard and we find out later that they wanted to put a giant bottle around it that was their activity for the day baljeet runs in and he's like help 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 my friend Mishti is a girl um did you find it will
1: i'm sorry to interrupt uh mishty is voiced by uh, tia Sarkar who uh if you've seen the good place you will know as vicky aka real eleanor yes uh, so yes, uh, Misty does have uh, a a now famous to me voice actor. I love
0: her. Like she was one of my favorite characters in the Good Place, and Will was a big Good Place fan, as um, yeah, as we know from uh, the EATB episode. Yeah, she was also um, Sabine Wren in Star Wars Rebels. For all our Star Wars friends. Yeah, I thought I saw she she was
1: in she uh, and three. Will have the of... same
0: birthday. Really, May sixteenth. Yep. She's not she's a Hell yeah. much older than you, but um yeah.
1: Good she was in three episodes of the sweet life on deck as Padma? Yeah. She was
0: in uh seventeen uh, again.
1: In an episode of Hannah Montana, Aiky Jakey Heart Part One.
0: Oh, she was in the original How I Met Your Dad pilot, but um not in the current one, I don't think.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Good to
0: know. Uh TSR Carr. We stand uh oh she's in station 11 also so um so let's uh keep going through that so yeah mishti uh is like mishti's a girl mishti's a girl and finnice's like is she a werewolf and he, she's like no she she is my friend from india and in india she was n- not as like girly as she was and like the kind of like misogyny in this episode stood out a little bit for me um because they played in soccer and played in the mud. Um and that's and Belgit was like Phineas is like, Balgit, Mishti was always a girl. And Belgit is like, Nope, uh, because now she's beautiful. Um, <laughs> basically. Uh so and he, cl- he we found out that he climbed out the window to go find Phineas and Ferb. Um <laughs> and we see his his mom later being like, Belgit, I thought you were in the bathroom. Um so yeah. Finney suggests that Girls Like Romance tells Baljeet to take Mishti on a cruise down the Danville Harbor and they use the ship, so Ferb cancels the giant bottle. Um, And then we go, Baljeet runs home with a bouquet of flowers where his mom opens the door and he's like, I need to talk to Mishti. And Baljeet's mom was like, why were you not in the bathroom? I thought you were there. Um, So, uh, yeah. Baljeet asks for Mishti. She comes downstairs and he asks her if she has nothing planned and he says let's go on this cruise including a romantic candlelit dinner um but yeah she doesn't hear anything about the boat ride she goes to get ready um should we include the the candace and jeremy stuff because that's like kind of a c-plot this episode yeah i thought
1: i the only candace and jeremy stuff i remember is uh the little tag at the end but yeah uh yeah I, I we can just add it here. I watched like, this episode an hour ago and I don't remember yeah. the Candace and Jeremy stuff.
0: But basically uh, Candace is on the phone wishing that Jeremy were more romantic and oh, she hears yeah. the boat get driven down the harbor. She calls mom who seems to be in a salon but uh she's downstairs playing with like an antique mm-hmm. hairdryer with Lawrence mm-hmm. and he's like blowing into a noodle or whatever to like make whale sounds. I do
1: remember the line where she was like she wants her and jeremy to be like romeo and juliet but without all the dying
0: that was funny it's funny um i see will's knee he's hugging me yes um i like the outfit it's like the the cardigan the the like cream colored cardigan with the like orange ang color yeah yeah you look like you went for google Oh, th- yeah, kind of. Thank you. This
1: this shirt is from uh Mocha Yobi Threads. Uh, so it's got a little orange and yellow around the collar. It's got a sleeve. It's got green on the cuff, a sleeve. It's got blue on the cuff. And then the shirt is this little tan shirt. that has got all these little, like, red and yellow and green and blue speckles in it.
0: Yeah. And then you have the mood I see all of that so... directly
1: into the mic, so I don't know if, if that was audible at all.
0: It's fine. Um and but, then you have uh, the mood ring to match the aesthetic Yeah, there's
1: a little little like uh, a fitness ring, ring thing that uh this is my right hand.
0: Oh, you're uh, No.
1: Uh no,
0: that goes on a left yeah. hand. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you engaged to? Which Phoenix and prep character? Misty? <laughs> uh
1: this is no, it's a it's a little like a fitness tracker ring thing. Uh, so yeah, it, uh, yeah it, really it tells me how poorly i sleep at night is the main Ooh. thing that it does
0: see my thinking was it's uh will felt left out that sam and tj are married and robert's engaged so he was like let me just put a ring on this finger uh
1: no actually so uh even worse uh sam used to wear this as his wedding ring uh because he, he like he never really got a a wedding ring cuz didn't really care care to have a expensive one so he he wore this like fitness ring as his wedding ring um, but then he got the newer model of it and he's yeah. been
0: wearing that. I was like, Hey, I have this old, uh, So he gave you his hand me down, down wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> we stand. Um, yeah. anyway, speaking of romance, uh, Candace is unaware that her parents are actually in the living room. So she goes down to the Harbor and follows it. Um, and at the Harbor Mishti and Belgeet arrive on the cruise. Um, and he, tells her that now that she's a girl, and she's like, huh? And so that happens. Uh, Isabella arrives at the harbor with the Fireside Girls because they all got their shrimp net repair patches. Um, mm-hmm. And Phoenix invites her on the romantic cruise, and she gets very excited um, and is made cruise director. Uh, Ferb is the beverage consultant, although it appears there is only lemonade.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to call a child a sommelier.
0: But that should be the hashtag. That's the
1: hashtag if you (laughs) spell it.
0: Yeah. Uh Phineas is the captain, of course, and then he goes, gives Isabella the tour. Um Yeah, so Candace misses the boat, calls mom, but is interrupted by the seagulls, and Linda's tells her not to feed the geese wearing a tube top again. We don't need to imagine what happened there, but like apparently there's a backstory. And Yeah, I mean Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and then Lawrence is playing with, like, he's helicopter in the pool noodle, basically, uh, with the ancient hairdryer part. Um, and that was... Um, they're just, like, playing around with the antiques. Um, so, yeah, Candace decides to wait on the shore. Um, Isabella's enjoying the cruise. She's like, oh, I love how romantic it is. And then Phineas gives her the tour. Um, she blushes. She gets excited. And then he takes her into the room with a romantic table for two, and Isabella starts going to sit. Um, but the candle at dinner is for Baljina Mishti and she kind of gets annoyed and Phineas is like, is this romantic or what? And she's like, what, what? And, he, and then he repeats it and he's like, I heard you. <laughs> I like that line a lot. Yeah. Phineas cues the music. Yeah. The classic, mu- classical music with rose petals. Um, and then he cues, uh, uh Buford. Who's yeah, as and she just
2: gets like Buford's ass in her face. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and like Jeremy says it later, like some kids' feet are in his face. But like, yeah. Um, listen, I don't think she had uh, Buford on the menu that night. No,
1: no, I don't believe anyone did. Yeah,
0: but um... this uh,
1: this episode really kind of shoots an arrow. For lack of a lack of a better analogy, shoots an arrow in your uh,
0: OTP. Hey, listen. Sometimes you gotta date other people to realize who your m- true match in life is. But
2: Mishy's is really cool, though. Yeah, no, I did Mishy.
0: I did love Mishy, but also I think she deserves better than Belgit If I'm being <laughs> completely honest, like Belgique do not even recognize her as a human being. It's like, "Oh, you're a girl now," and I Mishy's mean, like, "Bro, what I the don't. Fuck I.
1: I. I. Do, I, 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 nine, I know
0: like, he's saying. He's
1: saying like." Oh, I see her as more than a childhood friend now. That's what he means. Yeah, I you know that.
0: Oh, I know that. But like, listen, he doesn't have to like be like, "Oh, now you're a girl." Like, that's a little sexist.
2: He's but, also nine. <laughs> I don't
0: Yeah, I mean, like... it's it's yeah. He he is a kid. For whatever reason, I thought he was fifteen in this episode. Like, I assume everyone's <laughs> <is> Candace's age. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so is unimpressed um, and Belgie makes awkward talk. Uh, Misty tries to explain how she just wants to hang out like in the old days and Buford hears Baljeet say music and begins to sing but falls off the table and spills the lemonade and the spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Belgie continues to struggle. He talks to Misty. Phineas figures the boat needs to be sunk to stir the romance um, and then a lighthouse flies through the ship for no reason. Absolutely nothing relevant to this episode. Um, crashes through the ship, uh, creates a hole causing it to sink and Isabel's like, where's the life preservers? And Phineas is like, I didn't install any, but he installed fun preservers. And the entire mm-hmm. back of the ship rises up on four mechanical legs, drops a yellow water slide down the boat and releases ring buoys that can slide down. And Buford was scared so he jumps on the first one and everyone follows him. Phineas and Ferb no Phineas and isabella share a tube, while Mishti and baljeet share another and when they get to the bottom baljeet figures out that Mishti is still the same girl he knew and they finally get comfortable around each other yeah um, i also there was a song that i missed about um the, the it, yeah boat.
1: this the song was a parody of the
0: theme from love Boat. yeah love boat yeah,
1: yeah it had some had some nice uh yaz flute
0: yeah um and then, so they land on the shore. Phineas is oblivious and tells Isabella that romance is fun and they should do it more often. And uh, Candice then asks what they were up to. And Phineas was like, well, they were creating romance. And Valjean and Mishti are like looking at the sunset, arms around each other, happy. And Candice is impressed and she's excited. And she's like, can you do the same for me and Jeremy? And Phineas would create the same overdone atmosphere as his previous attempt. Music, pedals, Buford, everything. Um the end result is similar to the dinner with Baljeet and Mishti and Jeremy is like listen I don't want this kid's feet in my face let's just go mm-hmm. get slushy burger yeah. and Candace blushes and yeah he gets that, that
2: employee discount
0: mm-hmm. yeah there was also the, the
1: line whenever they're they're on the boat and, and Buford's in his diaper and the ship starts to sink I'm in a and diaper he goes, and he, he says well that's the end of this diaper
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like I liked when he said I'm in a diaper <laughs> yeah yeah um anyways shall we get into the doof and Perry plot yeah so at the start of the episode major monogram and Carl are playing music rhythm game resembling rock band uh, were you all big rock band people oh yeah uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I, I th- I th- um I think we actually instead of rock band had guitar hero world tour mm-hmm. is is the one
0: with the, the thing, drums basically. that we had yeah it's the yeah. same thing i feel bad for my parents because i when i was like 12 or whatever the beatles rock band game came mm, out yeah. and i like begged them to get it and they were like this is like 300 400 are you actually going to play it and i was like yes i will yes i will i played it like three times oh, and no. i feel bad so all them. yeah i do a restitution yeah. when i went survivor <laughs> that's very unlikely to ever happen but hey
1: i even even first buddha survivor gets more than four
0: hundred dollars yeah you're thinking correctly see but the issue is more getting on survivor (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: um then uh meanwhile uh major monogram carl they play rock band and major monogram sucks at it um he tells doofenshmirtz <laughs> well carl's like sir they're booing at us
1: yeah. and moniker's i can hear them <laughs> can yeah i
0: have ears then anyways yeah he tells uh doofenshmirtz he tells perry that doofenshmirtz has been lurking around hobby shops and find out why have you heard about hobby lobby and like i'm trying to steal the rosetta stone what no okay this is an episode i'm gonna plug my friend's podcast thoughts were thunk there was a Hobby Lobby specific episode and they explained everything. My friend Gabby could explain it better. So Mm -hmm. uh, I will find the episode title when we start feedback and tell everyone to check out that episode. Uh, Hobby Lobby and like the scam nature of Hobby Lobby. But that's what that line reminded me of. Um, Anyways, uh, Perry goes to visit Doofenshmirtz and he gets caught immediately and Doofenshmirtz shows Perry his creation of a scale model of Danville and Doof flashes back. It's like it's flashback time. And he goes... uh, so flashback to find a place that he lives under budget, which kind of throws out a lot of our theory that he was getting alimony money. Um, mm-hmm. Because like we thought he was this rich person, but no. So he lives at uh, a porta potty place, including a few others, but then he finds the current building and he finds out the cheap rent was because the lighthouse of Danville, 45 degrees to the right of his window, stationed nearby, attracted all the ships with their fog horns, making it possible to sleep. So... Doof thinks he can fix this problem by moving the lighthouse from near his building to the other side of town where the ships will follow it. Mm-hmm. So he explains nice all that estimate. and attracts the moth to the flame. Um, Why don't we take the lighthouse and push it somewhere else? <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, Doofensperts has attached rockets to the lighthouse to move it. He launches it, but forgot to equip a steering mechanism. So the lighthouse is flying randomly and Perry escapes from the trap. Destroys the scale model by knocking Doof into it, and Doof and Schmerz is upset. He's like, "I worked very hard on this," and he, we see a flashback to Doof and Schmertz working hard on the model with the glue, and he's very proud of it. And he hopes Perry will appreciate it in the in the flashback. But Vanessa's like, "Nah, he won't care." You know Doof he's Schmerz, not. Yeah, Doof and Schmerz is like forced to acknowledge that Perry would not appreciate it, and Doof and Schmertz gets sad and angry, and he's like, "Perry the Hat, platypus, go home. I'm upset with you." And sends Perry home in disgrace because the lighthouse is gone and nothing he can do will change that now. Perry is like shook a little bit, but he actually lost one and really has nothing to do but go home. So he like slumps out the door. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the end of that plot until the end credit tag where Doofus is like finally, we uh, We also see the lighthouse going back and forth and the ship's chasing it. Um, but Doofus lays down in bed. He's like oh, finally one good night of sleep uh it was short-lived because the lighthouse crashes through the building and the ships follow it crashing and blowing their fog horn. then he curses harry the platypus that's the end of the episode yeah yeah so uh with that said shall we go to our another musical break yeah let's do it you can hear some Yaz yeah. flute yes and also one thing i forgot to mention before we go to the musical break um when when we start the end credits see it's uh Jewfish Mercy will incorporate it after hours and I love that one so um, yeah let's go to the musical break Romance It's not in the air It's not on
2: the breeze and it's not in the trees and it's not in your head It's on the wall not
0: looking for love. Don't set foot on a boat of romance. On, a boat, of, on a boat of romance. And we are back. William, take us to feedback and ranking. Cool.
1: Yeah, we just have one, one piece of feedback for today from the great Giovanni. Is Irving a superfluous character
0: in the grand scheme of the show? Like, that's not the first time he asks, is this person superfluous character
2: i mean yes he is but i still like that he exists in the show
1: yeah yeah i the uh the Phineas of her wiki destri- describes him as a tritagonist
2: <laughs> what's Django
1: um, a quad but yeah I, I, yeah that's the thing irving is i would argue more necessary than Django brown Django yeah, brown what get? this things. place in our brand steel I mean, he's definitely superfluous in the sense that, like, if he didn't exist, the show would be just as good, just as funny. But I think, like, giving a voice to this character of crazed fans is very funny in a kid's show.
0: Indeed, indeed. I I think
1: they... And this is only our second appearance of Irving. Like, if Irving just showed up in this episode, I think maybe... It's unnecessary, but they they're going to use him over and over, and he's gonna he like he's gonna be in several episodes moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I I think they're gonna do some good stuff with him that it's it's worth it.
2: Yeah, imagine if Irving and Candace interacted. She could easily bust her brothers just by presenting a scrapbook. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Candace needs to think smarter,
1: not harder. Uh so let's get into some of our our rankings and things we're keeping track of. Let's let's talk about these songs. What uh what kind of playlist would you put this uh when you're small song on?
0: Like just kind of like a generic pop uh, pop rock mm-hmm. hype song. Like it's fun. Um in the moment I was like is this a top 15 song for the season? I think it it could be at the moment but I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to stay the test of time especially with the season having 60ish episodes. Yeah. I so. think
1: it could go on a uh uh like a
0: workout playlist.
1: if, yeah. you're, if you're pumping iron.
0: Yeah, I, I did like the rhyming in this, this song. I do remember like there were some funny rhymes that I mm-hmm. thought were like creative. Like I remember you mentioned that the S.I.M.P. songs, and Scores of My Pants," uh, song was like written to see how many rhymes they could, uh, yeah, make with uh pants. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of that, like the creativity.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Navi, what do you think?
2: Uh, I, I agree. I enjoyed this song very well. It, it was just a, I just liked how it described like all the things you could do while you're while you're shrunk, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what about the uh, the love boat theme? The the I I think this could make the next uh, TV theme song bracket. <laughs> you could have missed me. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now better or worse than reading this is the i would like to try thinking, but i would be a uh, candace if everything is better or worse
0: than reading oh should we talk about my development this week with reading (laughs) that i i got a library card um navi inspired me uh oh and real reading yeah i was uh reading the percy jackson book recently the first one because i was like let me tap into some of this nostalgia um and Will said, uh, Nancy Boba Fitt needs to be uh, slapped. Oh, later. that's what
1: that was from. Okay. Yeah. I've never read those books. I didn't know what that was about. William. I All didn't right. read
2: them either. I'm sorry. But i i I'm, have I'm, I'm the... this before. I don't like YA.
1: I'm uh, sorry to the fans, but I've only seen the first movie. I've
0: i seen the first movie. I saw opening movies. night. Um, and then I saw the second movie, maybe opening night as well. It was my brother's birthday party thing that he wanted to go to. But, you know, mm-hmm. Percy Jackson was my jam. Um, yeah, so uh, I think I think reading is better than shrinking. I would I like to shrink. try it, but then I'd also know that I'd be such a Candace and run away from everything. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, we didn't, could, we like, didn't troll... talk about how fugly that caterpillar was. <laughs> Caterpillars was... are up there
1: on the on my list of fugliest bugs.
0: <laughs> Have you seen James and the Giant Peach?
1: <laughs> it's no. been a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, Those I, bugs I, look like... fugly. A bug's life would have you believe that caterpillars are cute creatures. Like Heimlich. With Heimlich. Uh, I have not seen a single cute caterpillar in my life. They are all the f- the fugliest bugs. And bugs are are generally fugly, bugly creatures.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a friend who doesn't like that word caterpillar and i don't know why Oh, i thought, I thought you were gonna say fugly oh. <laughs> like every sense. time the word comes up <laughs> he'll be like can you say this word for me and like type it or like like or i don't know i i, I don't know if he doesn't like the word or he doesn't know how to pronounce it but so, like yeah
2: i mean fuzzy caterpillars are cute like you, you sometimes see fuzzy caterpillars
0: not for me did y'all have like caterpillars in like kindergarten you're like uh, and then they would like is the class second grade and, like, yeah yeah, yeah, they like did the. Oh, this is the chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I'm, out. Fun I'm out. I'm out chrysalis. on caterpillars. That's a big word for Elmo, chrysalis. Like, um, uh, but
1: a cruise, I I think in in the pre-Rona days, a, a cruise is. better I've never than been reading. on a cruise.
0: Me neither. Like I've been I, on whale watching boats, but I've never I, been uh, on a cruise.
1: I, I fuck with a cruise. I I I love a cruise.
0: Yeah, I mean I Disney mean,
2: does cruises. Yeah,
1: they, instead of cruises, I was going to ask like William, yeah. is Should
2: your cruise instead?
1: Uh, I, I have been on more than one Disney cruise. I'll say that much. Ooh.
0: I they're very fun. remember when Sweet Life on Dexter was like, I want to do this for high school. Like, be on a cruise. I would
2: get seasick though. I would be worried about seasickness. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: you, 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 uh, you just take a bunch of Dramamine, like you start taking, you take Dramamine like once a day and you start like the day before you get on the boat and it's fine. I think with, with, with cruise ships, they're big enough that you, it's more like, I think the smaller the boat, the more likely you are to get sea sickness.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. Maybe our first adventure once uh, it's safe is a cruise instead of our yeah. Epcot trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what's safer first. Um, I'll also be in
1: Epcot like two months from now. I've got to call my wow. mom. I've got to call my mom back after this podcast because she was uh, texting me about what magic bands we're going to get.
0: Ooh. What are you going to get? What, I don't what? know. I didn't, I, I don't know what the I's i going to get are. Orange. That's that's my prediction. It's like, uh, what color you're going to get, I think. Um, Yeah, are you going to drink around the world?
1: Uh, We're only spending half a day in Epcot. (gasps)
0: Epcot's Um, the best part. Even uh, as a kid, I said that. Even as a child, I was like, Epcot slaps.
1: So, uh, we want a full day. Cut, Cut me talking about my vacation out of the podcast. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, why are you we'll, like we'll,
1: we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later it's okay just, i don't i don't i don't i don't want to bore people with
0: me talking about something i'm gonna do that they aren't that's fair i want to live vicariously through you i want to no. you can instagram live like i told chess no. and will when they went like you need to like give me uh, you can come on the brazilian dragon and give me a beat by beat update of each day <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> um what's oh yeah. uh, did, did doofenshmirtz impress his professor
1: uh, first with the with the mini bug cam ruse. I think so. I think is just a drone? He bought a drone. Yeah, but it's like a little small tracker. Okay, it's less less a drone, a more little tracker. I think I think that one does. I don't um, think so. I feel like I, he could have bought
0: that from like some store. But like...
1: it's it's not the technology of it. It's the the plan. The fact okay. that he got it to work.
0: I think that's fair.
1: Um, the lighthouse. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it wasn't even an evil thing. It was just like a like a an inconvenience. Yeah, like he he wasn't even using any of it to take over anything. He was just gonna inconvenience other people instead of him. Yeah. So I think that one's a no for me.
0: No for me, dog.
1: Um, now let's get into ranking the episodes. We have five tiers from top to bottom. Those tiers are Queen of Mars, Yummy Yummy Yummy. Okay, satellite fell to Earth and busted uh where do we put these episodes starting with uh hide and seek?
0: um I go first. I put it in yummy, yummy yummy. I don't think it's like Queen of Mars level, but I had mm-hmm. a lot of fun watching. I think the sound the score in this episode was actually like really noteworthy to me. I like remember a lot of the the themes sticking out and being like oh wow, this is like they put effort into the score for this episode. Mm-hmm. um I had fun watching it. It's like not top tier, but it's not like it's it's one of the better it it was like a pleasant fun time.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i would put in yummy 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 as well uh i like both the a and b plots which i think helps uh elevate an episode in my opinion uh yeah plus i i just really like the idea of them shrinking i like that do the doof plot was very fun as well him just trying to get his address so you play ding dong ditch. uh Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a really fun episode
0: william you have it lower than us
1: yeah i put it in okay my my uh yummy 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 tier is kind of crowded um that's fair i i like i i enjoyed the episode i thought it was fun but uh yeah i i maybe it can move up i'm 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 in between yummy 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 and okay and i put it i put both of these down in okay just because uh i uh my yummy 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 tier is getting crowded but the more i talk about this i think i'm actually going to move the second episode, that sinking feeling up into yummy, yummy, yummy. So I'll give the first one an okay, and the second one a yummy, yummy, yummy.
0: Okay. So Navi, where do you have the second one?
2: Oh, I have it in yummy, yummy, yummy as well. I thought this was a really fun episode. I think Mischi is a really fun character. Uh, and I, like I said, I think both plots worked pretty well this episode. So it helped mm-hmm. it out quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I also, I also have uh, 213B, that sinking feeling, in yummy, yummy, yummy as well. I thought... Like you both said, it was fun. Like, both plots were fun. Mishti um, was a great character to introduce. Uh, my one complaint, like, some of the... They had some of the Bal- Baljeet wood or Bollywood, like, instrumentals in the second episode. I was, I was like, really? We don't need this. Like, have other musical cues. But otherwise, like, I really enjoyed the episode. And, uh, Will, you have that singing feeling twice in your list. I just noticed... Um, yeah, I I, uh, I copied a row so I could add okay. something. Uh um, right. makes sense. Yeah um but yeah no i enjoyed this episode i think if i had to pick one that i liked more it would have been hide and seek but it's very like marginal difference
1: mm-hmm. uh so now let's get into the thing we've all been waiting for who won the episode starting with the first episode i think felipe already gave us his, his vivian
0: mrs garcia shapiro vivian garcia
1: shapiro getting his point it's a yes, solid uh, point her first yeah point. so
0: do i need to explain it like i think yeah. she like she was a fun character. I love the line, "Um, oh los jóvenes," like the youngsters uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. I think she's like always a fun character whenever she pops up. Um, and I love her friendship with Linda and when they play like um, mahjong or they play a three card suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bridge. Like she's always a fun character whenever she pops up.
1: Mm-hmm. navi do you, who who do you have winning this first episode? Oh.
2: I- to irving i i he was just very relatable to me <laughs> especially when they were trying to take down the the mechanical bug tracker thing and he was like pretty useless uh um, he won my heart there so he gets the mvp award for me for this episode
1: mm-hmm. this is also irving for me i'm glad that he finally got to be uh included uh and and involved in in the the shenanigans with with the people he admires so much yeah um so I, uh, that's why I gave Irving the point. And in the second episode, I'm going to give it to Baljeet. I I think, uh, the fact that, uh, he finally got, uh, to have a good time with his old friend, um, is, is very, I almost gave it to Mishti, but, uh, I, I, uh, think Baljeet deserves some credit too. Yeah.
0: Um, I almost gave Baljeet my point in hide and seek, because I feel like he, he went through the most suffering, um, in that one and deserves a little like something for it uh, but yeah you mentioned Mishti I gave Mishti my point for that sinking feeling it was between her two Fishmerts and Buford I'm like I don't know how many times we're gonna ever see Mishti again so let me give her the point while she's here
1: I can tell you how many times we're gonna see Mishti again how many Um, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me so quickly so I okay so Navi why don't kids. you give
0: your point while we'll look it up
1: Uh, one more time no two one
0: more, times. more time
1: Okay. She gets yeah. she gets mentioned in the uh actor age episode where they go and see Phineas and Ferb as teenagers. Oh. Um and then she has cameos in Roller Coaster the musical and then uh, Candace Against the Universe the movie. Fun, fun,
0: fun, fun. She wasn't. So this uh, is this is uh, really the, the, universe, the last that we there? get
1: from uh this is this is gonna be the probably uh the last that we get from T S R Car. she was in Candace
0: Against the Universe? I don't know.
1: Uh, It is a cameo
0: role. Apparently, okay. she's
1: probably just like you're in a big group of kids or something. Okay, that's
0: fair. Navi, what
2: about you? Oh yeah, Misty, G- gets my point for this
0: episode. She was great. We love that. So, so
1: reordering our uh, totals here: Doofenshmirtz still way in the lead with eleven points. Verb mm-hmm. and Candace with five. Perry and Isabella with four. Uh Carl no, sorry, Irving has joined Stacy and Carl with three points. Um many people with two, uh including uh Baljeet and Mishti have now have now joined the, the two crew and in the less than two crew uh Vivian is now on the board with with many
0: other people. I'm trying to see who gave Baljeet the only other point. Oh, it was Will during uh Day of the Living Gelatin. So
1: Yeah, oh. I don't remember why, but it was he probably said
0: something funny. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I I think uh that's a wrap next for... week next week uh
1: big opportunities for Baljeet to get more points. The episode is named after him, the Baljeetals. Um, so yeah, the the first episode is the Baljeetals, and then the second one is the necessary roughness.
0: Yeah, uh, so we'll I'm some, some
1: Vanessa does. Yeah, stuff. I
0: was like, I saw I was like, well, Vanessa's here. Maybe they like the next episode will have more Vanessa. They got like Olivia Olson on the call sheet uh for mm-hmm. this. So she's like probably like nearby for like a couple episodes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's start winding things down unless you have anything else to share for finishing. No, I'm 30. good. I, I, I guess we could we could have saved the,
1: the trivia for the end, but I wanted to yeah. I wanted to brag off the top.
0: Yeah. You know, William, uh, always, always, uh, always, always, always the <laughs> yeah. gloater.
1: Uh, if you want to find more of my gloating, uh, follow me on Twitter at Davis comma will. Um, or if you want to hear, I, I we didn't record a, a new EATB this week, but y- if you haven't listened to our, uh, first off 2022 special yet, uh, that was a very fun one. You can follow that show at EATB podcast. Um, Pop culture. Oh, pop! I, I spent a lot of the last week uh, listening to this podcast called The Dropout, uh, which Ooh. is all about uh, the uh, Elizabeth Holmes Theranos uh, story and trial. Yeah. Uh, I I listened to so I listened to they they like just started season two because the trial was going on. Um, but about like two or three years ago, they had a podcast that was about her, and it's a podcast through ABC News. And her her like scam of a company, um, and then since she was recently on trial, they they had another podcast about the trial of it, and it was uh, very very uh, good listen. Uh, so the the dropout is ABC
0: News podcast. Love that, love that. Um, Navi, what about you? What do you have going on these days?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at because I'm Navi. Um, I'm still making my way through Naruto's Shippuden. Uh, still watching shitty filler episodes, although this filler arc is like seven episodes, I'm just taking forever because it's not very good. Uh... As for my pop culture plug, uh, I'll plug another YouTube person. Uh, this guy is Regular Pat. He talks about Kingdom Hearts. The main reason why I'm plugging him is that he's a Renap listener, and he recognized mm. me when I followed him on Twitter. And then he messaged me. He's like, oh, you're a fifth me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know me? It was a very uh-huh.
0: That's, so cool. so, That's so cool.
2: Yeah, so check out Regular Pat on YouTube and on I Twitter. I love
0: that. Yeah, and I'll give him a follow. We love that. Yeah,
2: and, like, the thing is, he does reference uh, uh, Renap in his videos. Like, he always talks about, you know, Seinfeld versus friends and all that. Or he okay. references it a couple of times. Not all the time. But it's still, yeah. a, it's really fun. Uh, yeah, that's that's very so cool videos. that
0: he, he recognized you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This is going to be a long plug. So, first things first, I'm going to start with my pop culture thing because then I'll get that out of the way. This is probably the last episode that will be released before the premiere of Promised Land. Promised mm. Land is a show that I'm working on. It's a Latinx drama on ABC. Premieres Monday, January twenty fourth, after The Bachelor, ten PM. It will also be on Hulu for all Americans. Um, so I'm very excited about the show because of the Latinx representation. But I also work on the show, so if you are interested in like seeing more representation on television, especially of the Latinx variety, like give this show views uh, or whether it's on Hulu or ABC, um, and. If you want, like, a short description, it's about, like, a family, like, that runs an empire of vineyards and wine distribution. And it's, like, kind of, like, this, like, political game, but also, like, family drama. It's very very much an American telenovela is how I'm describing it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun um, to, like, see the trailers and stuff. I'm very excited about it. And, like, just check out the first few episodes. After three episodes, it's not your jam maybe watching in the background to give it clicks, but that's it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And then that's my pop culture plug. Uh, also, uh, Chappelle nothing but Netflix is also always a fun time. Uh, then what the fleep on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that jazz, uh, Brazil dragon pod, everything, but we are expanding the Brazilian dragon universe. So Damn. there have been like people who have pitched things to me and I'm like, I like the idea. I just don't have the bandwidth to do it myself. So, We're launching the Dragon Babies feed, which is going to be everything that I don't host on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. But also what you're doing will be there as well as a secondary feed. But stick to our main feed if you're already listening to that, but also subscribe to the second feed. Um, And we have our first Dragon Babies announcement today that I am allowed to announce. Starting next week, we will have Two Can't Keep a Secret, a Pretty Little Liars rewatch podcast by AJ Norris and Jay Debro.
1: Oh shit Ooh,
0: yes wow. <laughs> and I'm very excited for that um, they have been planning that we have a couple other things in pre-production that aren't ready to be announced but that's something to look forward to the first dragon babies feed and uh if you have ideas or like you can email me at uh, felipe at brazilian com or Brazil Gmail at gmail.com either one of those or you can DM the podcast accounts um and then otherwise, on the Brazilian Dragon podcast, I released a tweet on my main feed of what we're having in store this month. But uh, in your feeds right now should be a Rugrats in Paris podcast with my friend Taylor from the last show I worked on. Uh, she was a big Rugrats in Paris person. So if you have any questions on any Rugrats, uh, in the past, you should tweet me <laughs> because the episode's probably out already. But that's, that's what we have going on. And I'm very excited. So dragon babies, uh, the feet should be up by now. I don't know if the episode is out yet, but that's something to look forward to. And yeah, I'm so excited about this expansion. Um, and excited to hear what Jay and AJ have in store with each other. And maybe, maybe, uh, that's an excuse to get them both on what you're doing in the near future. Um, Yeah. So that's what I'm excited about uh, these days. Um, uh, the other shows I'll announce eventually, but they're not ready to be announced. Um, so I'm going to give the creators more time. Uh, with all that said, I have nothing else to plug. Yeah. So, next week, hashtag. Needles. Lemon necessary roughness. Lemonade, uh, sommelier. How do we say that again? Hashtag. I don't remember how you said it, but it, lemonade it didn't E-R-D-A sound easy to spell. Anyways. Uh, also uh, one last thing I'm going to plug uh, the Holderness video. The Holderness family did a video on, uh, covid saying we don't talk about covid to the song of we don't, talk about, we don't talk about bruno and it was a lot of fun to watch and like very like timely and like i agreed with a lot of the message so um uh yeah the Encanto soundtrack keeps living room right free in my head so there you go. uh until next time enjoy- corndog yeah.
1: corndog yummy yummy yummy
2: bye